Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com It's the start of your sporting weekend. This is Sports Talk. Good evening and welcome to our weekly look at local sport with me, Jason Harrison and Tim Morris. What a week it's been for Mansfield Town, starting with a poor defeat at home to Luton, then a positive statement from Chairman John Radford about the club and then a last gasp win at Morecambe. Lee Collins played at left-back in the midweek game and said boss Adam Murray's substitutions changed that match. Got him spot on if the lads come on and it's easy to get in a bit of a accidental negative mode when you're on the bench because you want to be out there but for the lads to come on and show what they've got it, it really is a good credit to themselves. We'll hear more from Collins and from the Stags manager in tonight's show. Elsewhere in non-league, we'll look at a former Mansfield town keeper who turned demon penalty scorer for AFC Mansfield in midweek. And in martial arts, we talk to a Warsaw man who's just come back from the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu European Championships with a gold medal around his neck. We've also got Morris's Minute Moan, the sports tour predictor, the Mansfield Town weekly prize draw, and tickets to give away to the Stags home game with Morecambe a week tomorrow. All that and much more over the next 90 minutes then. So let's get underway with Sports Talk. Good evening and welcome to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Jason Harrison here, Tim Morris as well in the studio. Good evening, Tim. Good evening, Jason. Now, do you know what? We were talking this week and we were going, nah. Or we could differ. Was that your phone just then? Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Although it's supposed to be on silent. You're in trouble already. You've obviously got a text message of some kind because I certainly heard that. Have you? It's supposed to be on silent, though. Was it a text message? It turned itself back off. It, it is a text message. No. Oh, anything, anything exciting? No, a, bo- a, bo- a boring advert. Oh, right. They <laughs> wanted to share it with the world as soon as we could hear it. Anyway, yeah, we were talking all through the week sort of, uh, as a sort of a ruse whether we could do a whole an hour and a half with you in the studio but without you actually saying a word. <laughs> so I keep trying to come to you and then running out of time, but we just didn't in the end. thought it'd be cruel <laughs> be on you, to be fair. And how would we do the minute moan? You know? Telepathy. <laughs> that would probably do it, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, you said it was cricket in, in is, showing yeah. on, so... Uh, not England, though. Not, not England, England Not the England team. OK. But England administrators. Oh, crikey, we'll find out about that very, very shortly. How, how's your week been? It's been a strange old week, busy old week as well, very, isn't it? Very busy week, you know, the highlight obviously being Tuesday night, listening on the radio and mm. not giving up, because I have to say, you know, I mean, I never do give up on stags anyway. Even last Saturday, I was convinced we were going to get something back in the second half till the last ten minutes, and mm. then it was obvious we weren't. But Tuesday night, you know, we were never out of the game, mm. and when it went 1-0 down, you know, as you were saying earlier, dodgy penalty, and it did look on the video afterwards as there wasn't an awful lot of contact no, didn't to fair, but you, yeah. know, you still had hope the Stags were going to get back in it, because they weren't outplayed. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about it after six o'clock here on Mansell Did yeah. they play on the ball on Saturday? No. No, he's <laughs> had to think I about to that, think back, but you know, Because no. we've got a campaign on here, we're going to play on the ball when yep. we start our Mansell section of the show, until it's brought back. Yeah. Nicely that the powers that be at the Stags <laughs> are listening <laughs> to us, yeah. aren't they? Oh dear. Right. Uh, yeah, so we're talking uh, before then non-league and martial arts shortly, but let's find out what's been happening uh, today in another busy day of sport. We start with Mansfield Town, where two players have left the club today, one on loan and the other permanently. Fullback Liam Marsden's joined National League Northside Brackley Town for a month in order to get regular football. And young striker Dan Fletcher has been released, having found first-team chances rare for him this season. He'd been out on loan at Hena and Carlton. Meanwhile, boss Adam Murray's been speaking about his side's more direct style of play in Tuesday's 2-1 win at Morecambe. He's keen to mould a team that's pleasing to the eye, but admits that sometimes going Route 1 is the best way to go. And he says the midweek game showed that perfectly. I want to play the beautiful game. I, I love watching us keep the ball, which um, 
because it won football matches. So I've got to take one on the chin at times and say, look, we've got to be a little bit more direct. We have got to uh, play a little bit more league two. But so be it. If that gets Mansfield Town points, then it's not about me. Mansfield Town's under-18s host league leaders Scunthorpe tomorrow as they look to bounce back from last week's defeat at rivals Chesterfield. The Young Stags are currently three points off the top of the table in the North East Division of the Football League Youth Alliance. The game will be played at Rainworth's Kirkington Road Ground with an 11am kick-off. Derby boss Paul Clements says he still regards Manchester United's under-pressure boss Louis van Gaal as one of the best managers in the world. They host the Premier League Giants in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Derby fullback Stephen Warnock says van Gaal's doing a decent job at United. Everyone's describing them as boring, but two months ago they were top of the league and everyone was saying what a fantastic job he was doing and they're a, they're a top quality team. You can't get away from that. We know they're a good team. Meanwhile, former Man United captain Nemanja Vidic has retired from professional football at 34. The Serbian was released from his Inter Milan contract early this month and was recently linked with a move to Aston Villa, but Vidic says injuries in the last few years have taken their toll. And in tennis, Andy Murray is into the final of the Australian Open for a fifth time. He's beaten Milos Raonic in a lengthy five-setter in Melbourne. It sets up a match on Sunday with Novak Djokovic and former British player Barry Cowan says it's a huge test for him. The one thing that Andy has to try and do with Novak is get into Novak's head so often in this sport, it does come down to what goes on in the mind, but it's going to take more than that for Andy. He's going to have to really play very, very aggressive tennis and, and take it to him. That's your Mansfield 103.2 Sports Update. Tony Delahunty's back with your local news at the top of the hour. We'll talk about all the Mansfield Town stuff after six, uh, Tim, but uh, let's talk about some of the other uh, stories there. Derby Manchester United tonight then. Louis van Gaal, what's still one of the greatest managers in the world, according to Paul Clement. I suppose Paul, he's, he knows Louis van Gaal a, you know, well, a lot, course, doesn't he, from yeah, his he, previous jobs He's and not going like to say he's the worst manager in the world, is he? Because that would clearly uh, inspire Man United tonight, <laughs> and so he's obviously going to butter him up, if you like, and mm. say nice things about him, but he clearly isn't one of the best managers in the world <laughs> at the moment. He might have been in, in his heyday, shall we say. Mm. Not, not at the moment. I know you moaned in the past about Man United always being chosen for FA Cup games. Well, this one is a, a, I can understand a, a bona fide, legitimate one, isn't Most it? Most definitely, you know, because when the draw was made, Derby were flying high, you know, looking not, well, almost nailed on to come mm. back into the uh, top flight. Since, since the draw was made, of course, they've slid, slid away slightly and had one or two bad results. But, you're right, any team that's near the top of the Championship at home to a club like Man United mm. is one that people want to see on TV. Yeah. Forest-Watford as well tomorrow, that's an intriguing one at the, the City Again, Ground. because Forest are flying, mm. you know, and they, they're Unbeaten in 13. Are they favourites? You know, I mean, I know Watford are doing, you know, relatively well on their return to the Premier League, yeah. but, you know, with Forrest in such good form, you've got to fancy them. Uh, elsewhere, we heard Nemanja Vidic, rather yeah. than play for Aston Villa, he's retired from professional football, it what, seems, well, what, it? what could he have done at Aston Villa? You know, mm. he, even though they have picked up over, over recent weeks as Derby has slid away at the same time almost, there's no way he single-handedly could rescue them if you like no. and keep them up so, and what a sad way that would be for him to have ended his career if you like with the relegation and it was been a fantastic time when he was at yeah. Man United he was the best probably the best centre back in the world at that time mm. so uh, go out on a you know, relative high if you like rather than going out on a low and tennis Andy Murray through to the final of yeah, the Australian terrific. Open I, I can't see him beating Novak Djokovic by any stretch of the Djokovic has been awesome this fortnight that's and right Murray his, his, his semi this morning wasn't he, inspirational it, it wasn't inspirational he came from behind which was good news of course but and he was against you know really really big server heavy mm. server but was was his op opponent injured you know I was talking to my mum about it at lunchtime because she's a big tennis fan yeah. she was really delighted he was through but 
pointed out, his opponent, you know, was carrying a groin injury and that made a massive difference because, mm. you know, he can serve at phenomenal speed. Well, we'll see if he does win it. I think he's, though, been beaten by Djokovic three times in the yeah, final, so... Bit of a nemesis, if you like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he did beat him, wow. Yeah, it would make people stand up. But he's got a lot of other things on his mind, of course, at the moment mm. as well. Joanna uh, Conta as well, doing very well to get to the semis. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> All of a sudden, tennis, you know, it's backwater sport at times in terms mm. of the national media. As soon as uh, one of the ladies does well and gets through, gets through around in, in, in a major tournament, it's suddenly on the 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock news, you know. It's <laughs> amazing what a little bit of success can do to raise the profile of a sport. Certainly so. And let's talk a little bit about some success locally to yeah. raise the ro- uh, profile of sports, shall we? A 40-year-old Warsaw man, Mark Case, has just come back from the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu European Championships with a gold medal. He's now setting his hopes and dreams to taking part in a world championship soon. He told me he'd only recently returned to martial arts. Years ago, I used to do taekwondo uh, and then packed up for a number of years and went into rugby. Did rugby for a few years and then, uh, you know, just fell off the planet for a bit and just didn't do much. And <laughs> then uh, took my daughter to jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and then uh, picked it up from there, really. So really, you only just got back involved in it because you, you took your daughter along and then you suddenly, it suddenly re- re-sparked it in you then, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yes. you can say that, yeah. Oh, excellent. So, you like your contact sports, then? Yeah, yeah, you know, obviously it's always something to keep mind occupied, you know. <laughs> a dull moment sort of thing, so... Oh, absolutely, and certainly not had a dull moment recently. You've been off to the, the Euros and got gold. Where where did that take place? Uh, Lisbon, Portugal. So, how did that come about, then? Do you have to sort of qualify for it? Well, basically, uh, you know, it's an open, so basically you've got the best of the best. Uh, it's the biggest uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu um, competition in the world. There is actually a world competition, but obviously with it being based in uh, California, mm. the Brazilians and, you know, the Eastern Europeans, it's very difficult for them to get visas. So the main focal point is the Europeans. So all the best of the best seem to meet up there and battle it out and the Europeans. So how do you win about then? How does it work? Is it a point system or is it falls? How does it work? Yeah, obviously you get uh, there's a point system as well as a submission. The rounds are five minutes. There's four rounds, so after each round, whoever wins goes through to the next round. You get two points for a sweep, four points for a mount, four points for the hooks, and then obviously the killer one is the, hopefully you get a submission, and that regardless if you're ten points up or twelve points up, if you can reverse it and get the submission, then you wouldn't then you take the match. So it sounds like something where you need everything. You need strength first of all to be able to uh, get your man down, but you've also got to have the stamina because they're, they're quite long rounds, aren't they? Yeah, strength, fitness, conditioning, uh, obviously technique is the, is the main thing, you know, it doesn't matter about the size, once you get the ability of the technique, it doesn't matter about the size, you can work with the opponent from, you know, with the technique rather than mm. the power or the strength. How did it, let's go back to the tournament in, in Portugal, the, the final, you got to the final, did it happen over a, a few days or was it all just a one day a thing? My rounds was all in one day, but the competition uh, goes over mm. for five days. You've got all different categories and weight categories and all that, so all that comes into the factors as well, you yeah, see. Yeah, I suppose it was the case then, of the adrenaline was just pumping, wasn't it, as you were going through round after round after round? Yeah, the, 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 the initial, obviously, uh, going out there Tuesday, you know, with the weight of everybody's sort of pressure on their shoulders, yeah, you yeah. know, because obviously, basically, it, it was a last-minute thing because, you know, after Christmas, was quite a bit money short and, you know, blessed from the community and that. Mm. Uh, Mansfield, we put a GoFundMe page up on the Facebook account and we raised £605. Excellent. So that obviously contributed no end. I can't thank Mansfield enough for obviously donating, getting together and 
get sending me and my coach over there because basically if it weren't for them we wouldn't have both been able to go and you know that little extra bit of support and when you've got your coach on your side on your shoulder makes a whole lot of difference so that was a massive fight for, for ourselves like just to get the community behind us so the final who was it against I can't actually pronounce his name, <laughs> uh, but he <laughs> uh, was a Greek guy. Uh, mm. But obviously, we've changed, you know, Facebook pages and stuff like that. And he sent me a few photos through and stuff Excellent. like that. And we've said, like, obviously, we'll meet again. Obviously, on the on the journey. <laughs> so, was it a close uh, final? No, uh, no. I just uh, you I pummeled him. Uh, you pummeled him, didn't you? <laughs> well, all of them. You see, it's very rare that you go out to a competition like that. And uh, I never had a point scored against me in all four rounds. Right. Obviously, I beat the first guy by seven points. The second guy I was beating by seven points and then tapped him out. The third guy beat him by 12 points. The final guy in the final, uh, I beat him by submission. I, obviously, I was just too uh, much in the bus to look at the scoreboard and <laughs> final, final, I tapped him out. <laughs> What's so, it like having that gold medal uh, put around your neck then? It's amazing. It's, I can't believe it. I'm still like trying to get it sunk in and stuff, to be fair. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm just over the moon. I can't, I can't thank all my... You know, all my coach and my team, Empire Jiu-Jitsu, fourth dimension in Long Eaton, Alliance in Derby. You know, it's been a, a grueler, like, you know, it's, but it's hot, it was hard training, but, you know, I was doing something like 12 hours a week on the mats. And then, uh, obviously, my cardio on top of that, so it was a very hard for well-deserved team medal. And I can't believe it, still, still trying to sink in, if I'm honest <laughs> with you. Does your daughter try and take credit? So she say, look, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be doing this, you wouldn't have got that gold medal. <laughs> She says um, she's a very, she's very proud of me. That, you know that that just makes me uh, so happy. So Absolutely. you know it's it's amazing what you can do in you know in, in a few years and change your life around. Mark Case there speaking after winning the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at European Championships uh, with a gold medal coming back from that. And it's great to hear, isn't it, the story of him getting back in martial arts and, and doing so well. And it just shows you the determination as well, isn't it? Because, you, know, you know, it's not a professional sport, if you like. There's mm. no funding. You've got to fund yourself to get there, as he said. Mm. And for the people at Mansell to get behind him and respond to what was, you know, an appeal, if you like, on Facebook. And this sort of, was it GoFundMe, I think? Yeah, it was, yeah. You know, a bit like this crowdfunding thing. It's amazing nowadays, the power of social media. It can be a good thing. You know, it gets criticised often for bandwagons, if you like, and attacking yeah. people and whatever. But, you know, there's a lot of good out there as well. Indeed. And we talk about martial arts as well. There was a yeah. little bit in the interview that we didn't do tonight uh, with Mark that he lists all the other people that are involved. There's so many really good oh. martial arts people around this area. That's right. You know, it's fantastic. And also the different sports as well, you, you know, within the martial arts. Mm. And we talk about the Brazilian jiu-jitsu there. You know, I mean, I, I remember doing a story uh, last year, a, a similar club, same sport, setting mm. up in Sutton. You know, and there's a growing, growing interest for martial arts whether it's people want to you know self-defense if you like first and foremost and help people toughen up for the bad side of the world today or whether or not it is just the power of social media and the internet and mm. satellite television channels you know it isn't just football rugby cricket these days you see all these things well done to mark fantastic thing 40 year old man from warsop winning the brazilian jiu-jitsu european championship and we'll be following him throughout mm. uh, the years and months ahead no doubt about that whatsoever uh, tonight we have a ticket competition for mansell town's next uh, home game which is a week tomorrow against Morecambe. Opening the phone lines now for this one. Uh, two pairs to give away. Just tell us either score of the two goals for the Stags when they played Morecambe at the Globe Arena this week. 01623 is the number to call. 01623 is the number to call. Phone lines open until 6.45. We'll announce the winner at the end of the show. And when we come back, we'll talk about a former Mansell Town keeper who was a goal scorer this week. 
Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Let's take a look at the world of non-league, shall we? AFC Mansfield ended a three-match run without a win with a 5-0 home thumping of Hall Road Rangers in midweek to keep themselves firmly placed in second spot in NCR Division 1. But it was the first goal that made the headlines this week because it was scored by keeper Jason White from the penalty spot. Boss Rudy Funk told me it was something that had been decided before the game. To be perfectly honest, we've uh, missed one or two penalties and I'm a big believer, you know, I mean, strike the ball firm and well. And Jason's got a terrific, uh, you know, strike on him. So I decided, you know, the next penalty, it would be Jason White. And then he stepped up and to be perfectly honest, the keeper never even moved. Uh, actually moved after the ball hit the back of the net. So you can... It shows you sometimes, as a manager, you make the right decisions, but uh, I also make wrong decisions. <laughs> it was. Did Jason know about it beforehand, or was it something that you just decided there, there and then to, to force on and say, Oi, you're taking this? No, 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 I primed him, and, uh, and I said to the lads, uh, you know, I says, uh, if anybody can uh, show you how, you know, to, to, to score a penalty, that would be Jason White, so it's, it's <laughs> been in plan. You know, and he knew about it and he stepped up on his the business and everybody just stood there, you know, applauding him. So, <laughs> and uh, the most amazing thing is his birthday. So I made him early, birthday doesn't. <laughs> it's the first goal he's ever scored as a, as, a, as a goalkeeper ever since he's been playing. Absolutely brilliant. I bet the fans in the crowd wonder what, what's going on here, didn't they, when they saw him running up to take the penalty? Yes, after the game, a lot of people came up to me and says, uh, how come, you know, Jason took the penalty? And uh, I just uh, said that he's just a fantastic penalty kicker, so <laughs> end off. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I know um, he's, he, Jason's been much maligned with his time at Mansfield because he was part of the relegation side, but you've been with him for years now, so you know him, yeah. and you know him as a yeah. goalkeeper. He's with you as Scarborough. Do you feel that his reputation at Mansfield is undeserved a little bit? I'm not sure. I... I, I, I <laughs> I keep on saying, and regardless of what anybody says, I think Jason is probably one of the best keepers outside the league football. To be perfectly honest, if if he would be full time, he still be, still would be playing league football now. He's, he's an excellent keeper. He's an all rounder. I mean, sometimes people say yeah, a keeper is a great shot stopper, or you know, he makes great decisions, or or this. But Jason's got it all. And uh, to be perfectly honest, is 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 amazing to work with not just as a person his professionalism and obviously that's been installed for the last 10 or 15 years when he's been at Mansfield Town so credit to Mansfield Town you know to produce such an excellent keeper for Rudy Funk Absolutely and what about FC Mansfield now I mean it's Winterton uh, on Saturday uh, another away trip how you seen that because they're sort of towards the bottom but they've picked up recently haven't they? Yeah I mean don't <laughs> It's it's the old saying in football: don't uh, you know disrespect anybody and don't underestimate anybody, you know. And uh, I've been too long in it now, you know, to to make judgment on on teams or or, or on players or the way people put themselves about. We have to go and do what we're good at: play, apply our trade in the right manner, be professional about everything, uh, make everything simple, and uh, hopefully the results uh, come, uh, you know, by the end of the game. 
but at the moment, I'm I'm very bit about everything. I was not disappointed with uh, with our probably blip, if you, if you want to call it, because we played some decent stuff. But at the moment, it seems that we've got it right on the top end as well. So hopefully, everything will be okay. Yeah, it must be uh, particularly pleasing for yourself because you had this this blip as you as you called it. But uh, you're still there, aren't you? You're still second in the table, and you're within touching distance of of top spot. So if you can have those little uh, uh, problem parts of your season still be part of it, then you must be delighted. Well, you're very right when what you said. You know, sometimes, I mean, we keep on hearing this in uh, much of the day when people say, uh, you know, the teams don't play well, they still get results. Uh, I can't say that with us. We've played well, but we didn't get the results. But, you know, that's just how football is. But like uh, like we keep on saying, keep keep in touch with, uh, with Hemsworth or, or the moments up. Keep the distance between us and, and third spot. And the ultimate goal, which we set out from day one, was promotion. So if promotion uh, uh, comes along, then that's a great achievement. If a championship comes along, that's the icing on the cake. But we never, ever made any statement or never, ever said at the beginning of the season we want to be champions. The bottom line is the league offers you three three uh, positions you know, to get promotion, two which are automatic, one is to the playoffs, and if we can achieve that... I'm, I'm a really happy Montreal Rudy Funk there speaking after the midweek win and Jason White the uh, goal scorer of a penalty it's on their Twitter feed yep. Asset Mansell's Twitter feed so you want to see it and it is a cracking penalty yep. to be fair and as I was saying to you off air I'm not surprised because yeah. you know when we used to go uh, what we used to see him probably warm up before matches for the Stags whether either as a reserve as a substitute or as the first team goalkeeper he had a cracking shot on him you mm. know and you had to take cover if you were stood behind the goal <laughs> before the game started because there was a lot of force behind it yeah, yeah and uh, for FC Mansfield good win for them to get they needed, after, yeah. needed it after Saturday didn't they because mm. I mean I along with most people thought they'd win last Saturday yeah they drew it home, home to West Ellie that's right yeah and it was two points dropped no doubt mm. about it so as a, with any team at the top of the table you know if you have dropped points a bad result you've got to get back on the winning track straight away and that's what they did a lot of our sides are away this weekend there's yeah. a, a lot of travelling going on one side they are at home are Alfreton they're at home to Nuneaton now unbeaten in seven they were really struggling at one point you thought yeah. are they going to be in the relegation uh, dogfight but now they've pulled away top half of the table and right, won yeah. last week Lyndon Meikle getting a goal against yeah. Chorley some players fit at certain clubs I think mm. we mentioned that when we talked about him going uh, back there didn't we yeah. you know, he's always probably played his best football there and he clearly likes the ground clearly likes the supporters and you never know they could just it would take a phenomenal run could sneak into the playoffs yeah, yeah they're at Hampton on Eaton tomorrow uh, Clipston and Rainworth uh, Clipston uh, lost in midweek at yeah, Brig having won yeah. <laughs> and, and beat, having beaten Barton Town so and Jazz will Jazz Collier will probably be a bit disappointed with That's that right, because after the win on the Saturday you yeah. think great you know back on track you know let's get another one whereas Rainworth decent uh, performance and result Saturday midweek mm. they go and lose That's yeah they right. were home to Stavely drew 2-2 and then lost at, against Albion Sports Three I mean Albion one, Sports yeah. are a, one of those sides that you're not quite sure how they're going to be yep. uh, but then they obviously won form on the Tuesday night That's so right. Julian well, Watts again will be probably disappointed he will be disappointed because they went 1-0 down as I recall got back to 1-1 and you think mm. great we're, you know, we're on a roll if you like and then second half it Unfortunately, went downhill for them. Yeah. Let's uh, f- uh, not forget Shirebrook as well, Ross Eagle. Yep. Uh, they're now up to fifth in the table. Uh, last six games, won four, drawn two. They uh, drew two, two That's right, yeah. against Teversal. But Ross Eagle seems yep. to be going. I mean, he, I think everybody agreed they had a good squad there to start with, but he's certainly adding to it, isn't he? Oh, definitely, because at the start of the season, Shirebrook were one of the teams that were up and down, if you like, whereas one or two of the other local teams had, had got off to really decent starts. Mm. You, you did wonder about them, but when we had the uh, guys in for the show uh, towards the end of last year, year they all said 
good players at that club and, and it is a good club you know and yeah. it will, they will come good and they were right and South Normanton also fifth in their league in the East Midlands Counties League won four and drawn and lost two of their last few games won their last game against Tolwell Sports and away to Barrow Town on Saturday yeah. that's not the Paul Cox version no, it's, that's a, right, yeah. it's a different one isn't <laughs> it if it was a Paul Cox version you would guarantee goals that's, that's <laughs> certain, yeah. but South Normanton again I mean we've spoken we had Tommy Layton yep. the manager on the phone a couple of times and it's great to see them do well after a couple of uh, years in the doldrums they didn't exist for a short time well, as well right, yeah and they come back fantastic Fantastically, really, mm. when, you, when you think about that, you know, a lot of clubs, you know, once they go out of business, they don't, they don't come back. So yeah. fair play to them. Yeah. Busy, but will they all be trying to get the goalkeepers to take penalties? Yeah. Will they be watching uh, what <laughs> well, Rudy Funk and Elsie have been doing? Yeah, and, and you see it at the top level as well. I remember last season in the penalty shootout, West Ham, I think, knocking Everton out of yeah. one of the cups with the goalkeeper getting the winning penalty. Well, yeah. this is the, th- the fact is that keepers do hit the ball hard because they have to get it exactly halfway over the halfway down. line. <laughs> yeah, and so they know what perfect. the goalkeepers are thinking when you're yeah. taking a penalty. So yeah, it might be the start of a, ma- a trend in local non-league, but. Say if you want to see it, it is on FC Mansfield's uh, Twitter account. Uh, the goal there as well. There is a little bit of choice language at the start. Checking the, the P. Yeah, but they weren't. No, they no, weren't. It wasn't a joke at all. That's no. right. As we heard, it was pre-planned. It wasn't even a spur of the moment thing. <laughs> Good stuff. Great to see Jason White get his first goal and uh, the, the day before his birthday as well. Yeah, as we heard, That's right, his birthday this week. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Great stuff. Right when we come back after the news at six, we'll start talking Mansfield Town. We'll look back at a busy week, which included a defeat on Saturday and then a win on Tuesday. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 the strains of On The Ball, <laughs> not the Anton Deck nah, version. The good old days. <laughs> the good old days. Playing this every week until it returns before match day at home games <laughs> for Mansfield Town. It's part of our campaign, don't know if it's going to work, but we'll I think, see. I think we might have to win the uh, rollover lottery and take over the club <laughs> and then, then we can insist. That's John Radford's <laughs> ears just only pricked up there. Yep. <laughs> so Mansfield Town this week, a busy old week, so let's get going with it, shall we? Because on the ball, he's going, you'd, like, you'd really like this bit now, Definitely, don't you? Definitely, that's <laughs> the highlight of the week. <laughs> Crikey. Very poor <laughs> week, apart from that then as well. Right, let's uh, find out what's been happening then uh, this week uh, with the Stags. It's been an interesting one. Three points were taken uh, by Mansell from their two games this week. Uh, the stunning fight back and a win at Morecambe on Tuesday, the perfect tonic after Saturday's poor home defeat to Luton. Ruddock is into the penalty area here, pulls it back and there's a shot which has gone into the net and it's McCourt who has scored from 15 yards. Simple as you like from Luton Town and they have an early lead here on six minutes. Luton have it, far left side with McCourt, swings it into the box. Nice twitch by Ruddock, he can shoot and score! That's a wonderful turn by Ruddock, getting away from Kavanagh from eight yards and he rifled that one into the Mansfield net. And on 54 minutes, Luton Town double their advantage. Referee puts the whistle in the mouth. It's full time here at the Wonkool Stadium. Mansfield Town have been well below their best here against Luton Town, who have beaten the Stags at the Wonkool Stadium for the first time ever in the league. A below par Mansfield Town nil, Luton Town two. Very deep cross into the box, goes beyond Shearer. Allison went down under a challenge and the referee has pointed to the spot. Mansfield have conceded a penalty here. We think it was a push by Hunt. Mullen steps up and 
despite Shearer going the right way, it goes beyond him and into the back of the net. And Morecambe, on 72 minutes, have the lead here at the Globe Arena from the penalty mark. Collins now heading forward, ball into the box, a glancing header save. Can it go in? He does. It's there. As Clemens puts it in on the goal line, the goal stands and the celebrations continue. And Mansfield Town have equalised here. Kavanagh, 30 yards from goal, looks up to shoot, plays it out wide. Could be a chance for Mansfield to build here. Mansfield have it inside the box. Have they got it on the goal line? They stab it home. Adi Youssef in the 90th minute of the contest. They're off the bench. The Stags have come from behind to lead this game. An almighty scramble. Youssef poking it home. The referee glances at the watch. He blows for full time. What a superb fight back by Adam Murray's Mansfield Town. It's finished here at the Globe Arena. Morecambe 1, Mansfield Town 2. I don't think you could take two contrasting games in the space of three days, yeah. really, could you? Chalk and cheese, yeah. no doubt about it. Was, was the difference home and away? Hmm. Maybe, you could argue that was the case. <laughs> or was the difference two men, two men up front? Well, it happened Tuesday, didn't it? Finally uh, happened. You know, what most supporters have been calling for as the season's gone on, maybe not to begin with, but certainly in recent weeks. Although I think, to be fair, most of them are more calling for it for the home matches rather than <laughs> away matches, where the results and performances have been a, bit, been a lot better, of course. As we heard earlier on uh, in the uh, Sports Bulletin at around about 5.30, we heard from Adam Murray. So, Mulling, maybe... Going more direct is is something that's going to happen now. He said, "I think the problem with the Luton, the Luton game in the first half was there was a lot of nice passing from Mansfield, but there was we had, we had more possession, more possession, no yeah. doubt about it. If you look at the stats, we'd, we yeah, you could argue if you hadn't gone to the game, you think well, Mansfield dominated that game because <laughs> he had the ball far more than Luton. But as it turned out, you know, we didn't have many shots on target. I think yeah. one or two throughout the whole game. Never really looked like scoring, apart from a couple of headers, maybe one from a corner and one from a, a cross that we might have done better with." Mm got to have two up front now after Tuesday yeah. surely particularly for the next home game because that for me is, is the big game I know you could argue tomorrow is because it's, it's the next game the test really now is going to be the next home game after the recent bad run yeah which will be more come again it'll be interesting yeah. to see <laughs> how that goes as a, a, ret- a return fixture we had Sean Kavanagh we mentioned him last Friday it had, yeah. or, it had sort of been let out of the bag really hadn't it that he was signing That's for Mansfield right, yeah. Town and he, it was announced on the Saturday and I think it was a, a sort of a gamble whether to play him or Lee Collins at left back on yeah. Saturday, do you think, looking back at it now, Adam Murray will probably have gone with Collins on Saturday? Well, yeah, well, of course he would have done, because, you know, Kavanagh, although he showed a few nice touches, you know, he had a hand, unfortunately, in conceding both the goals. Mm. Out of position, you could argue, for the first one, came very early in the game, of course, and then the second one, he got turned far too easily, and Tafazola did his best to cut it out, it came sliding in, but it was a terrific finish mm. by the player, to be fair. He did show, you know, a couple of nice defensive touches, he came back and rescued the situation in the second half on one occasion, that I do remember. Perhaps his better position is going to be, you know, ahead of perhaps Mal Benning or Lee Collins, whoever plays left back as a attacking you know somebody who's got a bit of something about them taking players on making something happen as a left wing back yeah I think that's probably what's going to happen with that and when Mal Benning comes back Mal will be left back and yep. he will play as a left winger and uh, well where Lee Collins goes We'll have to find yeah, out. Right, yeah, he says, I've got a, pre- a few hints this I've week, got a preferred, for, for, yeah. a preferred position for him, and it's not centre-back. At so. the moment, though, you'd say, yeah, I'd rather see him left-back, because <laughs> he did so well Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and he had a hand in both goals going forward. So the thing we've missed with Mal Benning has been the attacking threat, but Lee Collins mm-hmm. showed on, on Tuesday night he, he could be that man. Yeah, we'll be, hearing, we'll, be hearing from, games, yeah, yeah. we'll be hearing from Lee after the uh, short break that's coming up very uh, very soon. Uh, but as I say, it's going to be interesting to see where the stands go from this now, because obviously Tuesday worked, 
isn't it? Yeah. So uh, as, a, as an idea and a style. Did, Adam Can you use it week in, week out, though? No, because well, I don't think he will, because he was keen to point out afterwards words like horses for courses mm. and things like that. So I, I can't see him play, playing the same formation week in, week out. No. I think the big thing, as I keep saying, is the next home game. You know, it was so disappointing last Saturday. There was no reaction from conceding the early goal. Yet again, we concede an early goal. Mm. And once again, as happened so many times over the years, we get a bigger than average crowd in and we let them down. And you send people home very, very flat. Are the players dreading playing at home? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it was the first time when you really saw it. I mean, it was very yeah. unlike an Adam Murray side, wasn't it? Because yeah, what no you'd always say about Adam Murray, the yeah, there's been yeah. fight. All through last season, there was fight, wasn't there, That's from the right, players? Yeah. And Even was, when they, they, you know, yes, they weren't good right. enough, they still fought. It was so strange, because for the first few minutes before the goal, we, mm. we were the team on top. We did show tempo from the kickoff. We did seem to be going for it. The goal just knocked the stuffing out of them. And, you know, the booing of Adam Chapman when he was substituted, I, I just don't see what that's trying to achieve. Obviously, mm. Everybody's frustrated, and some people have the opinion whether he should be or shouldn't be in the team. But it's now getting to the stage where away teams are coming to the ground thinking, well, all we've got to do is get the fans against the players, and we're halfway to get, getting a result well, here. I saw on the message board, it was an interesting point. It was in the, the fact about clapping the away attendance yeah. and, and saying, well, we must be the only club that claps an away attendance, claps the away fans, and then boo and around, shout yeah. around players. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see <laughs> the argument to apply. Let's take it to extremes a bit, I yeah. think, to say that. But yeah, yeah you, you're right. And I think. You know, hopefully this, this statement from John Radford in the week will have mm. lowered expectations a little bit and certainly from message boards and social media, people have taken that on board, no yeah. doubt about it, although it was helped by the midweek win, of course, had mm. we lost at Morecambe, who knows? But, you know, we've got to get back to an atmosphere where the away team fears come mm. into the one-call stadium, not the home team fears play at one-call one stadium. And players do hear these catcalls, the booing, venom at times mm. you know is directed to players and the management as they go off in that corner either at half time and full time that does have an effect you know you just think if you're in a workplace and somebody's constantly having a go at you <laughs> do, do you give your best I keep climbing up to your window and shouting yeah. boo your rubbish <laughs> too don't I that's <laughs> right yeah I mean I know a lot of people say well, you're footballers you get paid a lot you know, it's part of the job you should man up and get mm. on with it and that is one side of the argument and some players that does work for and they do yeah. respond positively if you like and say I'll show you and go out and play even better mm. but Generally speaking, you know, yeah, for me, it doesn't help. No. A uh, couple of uh, uh, changes today in the, the squad. Uh, Liam Marsden's gone out on a month's loan to Brackley. As the president of the Liam Marsden uh, fan club, you must be uh, distraught at that news, but probably understand the reason I why. I understand though. the reason why, because it goes back to a point I raised was it last season or this mm. season. We need a reserve team at the club. So players who aren't in the first team or players who are coming back from injury have got a chance to get match fit and play in meaningful matches, not just, you know pre-arranged practice matches which is what we had to do this week for Mal Benning yeah. yeah Dan Fletcher the young striker after a couple of cameo roles last season and, yeah. and performed quite well when he came on not really been involved this year in the first team no, released today obviously Adam Murray hasn't seen enough in training and youth matches etc for, you know, for him to take the leap up if you like and be given the contract to stay on I saw some youth I'm, team I'm games surprised. last season and he was he was absolutely fantastic yeah. in the youth team but sometimes it just doesn't Players translate make, does that's it? right yeah we're making the step up whether it's from youth team to first team or league two to league one or whatever the step up is mm. sometimes it just doesn't happen but you know I'd be surprised if none of the current or the sorry the previous youth players if you like do not one of them makes a go of it perhaps Fitzpatrick we were talking off air you know may maybe he will be yeah. the one that stays because you'd hope one of them 
It's probably just, just it's it. probably just bad timing on Dan's part because if next year as has been rumoured and talked about under twenty one sides coming yeah. along, Dan Fletcher, if he was here next year, well, would, would have perfect, had more opportunity yeah. to impress, wouldn't and he? And that would also, for me, answer the problem of what you do with injured players coming back. So mm. You say under twenty one, but senior players will be allowed to play in that league. Yeah. There'll be so many, I think, mm. whether it's two, three, four, whatever it is. So people coming back from an injury or aren't in the sixteen will get a chance. Uh, and also it was mentioned on national media today, it was actually a throwaway comment in a transfer mm-hmm. thing that Oxford are tracking Matt Green now we I've not heard anything like that uh, around here not heard any no. rumblings at all um, I mean what's your thoughts on that just hearing hearing that th- because Matt Green of course came to Mansfield first time from Oxford had, that's right. having would a he, terrible time that's at Oxford right. would he want to go back there having some bad time would he wa- having come back to Mansfield then mm. want to go back to yet another old club mm. would the club say no of course if Oxford came in with a silly money offer if you like yeah. at, at this level because we, we all know money talks e- even at this level well, uh, when we spoke to uh, the uh, Stags manager, uh, Adam Murray, yesterday, he said that there was a couple of sniffs around, um, but uh, Matt Green wasn't one of them yeah. that was being sniffed around, right, yeah. if you see what I mean. It so. could be a massive loss, because I know he hasn't scored as many goals as he scored in his first spell, if you like, but he's gradually getting more effective in games, and mm. now we saw choosing Hart, what, what it can be like with support up there, so yeah, I'd be very, very surprised. Well, if he goes, let's hope it's for a lot of money because Oxford are throwing the money about, exactly. so they've got so money that, to spend, yeah, so it's got to be worthwhile. Nobody would blame John Ravler, I suppose, if they came in with a silly money offer. Yeah. yeah. Two million. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> two million, that is going to be we'll it. That'll be good yeah. uh, Definitely. Right, when we come back, we'll be hearing from Lee Collins, who uh, was uh, a revelation on Tuesday night. I think uh, he was our yes. man of the match, Mansfield on 3.2's man of the yeah. match on Tuesday. And we'll also be hearing from Adam Murray very, very shortly. But don't forget our ticket competition, two pairs of tickets to give away for next Saturday's home game with Morecambe. Just tell us either of the scorers of the two goals for the Stags when they played each other at the Globe Arena earlier this week. 01623 0 is the number to call. And when we come back, we'll be hearing from Lee Collins. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 with me, Jason Harrison, Tim Morris, also in the studio. Let's uh, let's hear from uh, Mansfield Town fullback uh, Lee Collins now at left back uh, for the 2 1 win at Morecambe on Tuesday night. He got our commentary team's man of the match accolade for his performance. Mark Stevenson caught up with him after the game and started by asking for his thoughts on the last gasp victory. Very much on top first half. I let them get a, a bit of a foothold. Second half, they get a. Don't know. I haven't really seen the penalty decision yet. Keep my opinion to myself. And then they were a bit hard to break down second half. And luckily, we ended up getting two goals and really turned it around. What was pivotal in this game for you to go on and win it? Just the character of the lads. Everyone played their part. Everyone believed that we could come back and steal the points and go home. What about for you personally? Because. I don't think we've seen you at left-back this season. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah. I've been right-back a few times in centre-half, but not left-back, yeah. And how do you think you did out there? Because from the vantage point of the press box, we gave you the man of the match. Ah, thank you. Um, Yeah, I thought I did all right. Um, uh, Steady away first half and then tried to get more involved further up the pitch second half and luckily paid a part in the goals. What differences do you have to consider when you're playing at left-back as opposed to right-back and centre-half? You've got more licence. I forget that at times, though, when... I've got me defending head on and I've, I always want to sit near the halfway line but you've got a bit more licence to go forward and I used to enjoy that so it was nice to get forward again today. You certainly did because you played a big part in one of the goals. Yeah, yeah, I, en- I enjoyed it, yeah. Um, you won't see it that often but <laughs> when I do hopefully there's a bit of quality behind it. Clarify the first goal for us. Take me through it because some are saying that Matt Green scored. I believe Chris Clements got the last touch. How did you see it on the field? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Um I stepped in, 
chipped a ball in the box and Addy's done a great header, put the keeper under pressure, he's, he's not saved it properly, it's rolled past him and I'm not sure who towed it in. They're going to kill me, whoever did it, but I, I just couldn't tell you. I, I knew it was going to go in the back of the net and I was busy celebrating. How crucial were the substitutions, do you feel, from Adam Murray tonight? Yeah, massive. Got him spot on. Um, hopefully gets his um, just rewards for that because the lads come on and it's easy to get in a bit of a accidental negative mode when you're on the bench because you want to be out there but for the lads to come on and show what they've got it, it really is a good credit to themselves and in terms of the left back position and you playing in it will you now look to keep that position solely for your own oh yeah i'd like well i'd like to play there saturday let's put it that way um they got superb options in there we've, we've bought cavin and obviously we've got mal coming back we had to send Bealey back but obviously in the long run we've got we've got mal coming back and Hopefully he comes back sooner rather than later because he was a great addition at the start of the season. What does it mean not only to win this game but to do so by coming from behind and by doing it in such dramatic fashion in terms of when the goals were scored so late on in the contest? Oh, it's brilliant. They're, they're the games we should live for, um, especially away from home. You, you, you nick the win like that last few minutes and you've got a three-hour trip ahead of you. It just make, makes your day, doesn't it? And just shows the strength and depth with the players and the with the starting 11 and the subs coming on. It was never a do or die game of course because there's a long way to go. But what could this win do for your season, Lee? Yeah, it's picked us back up. We were we weren't, we weren't down, we weren't too down. We we had not not a great performance Saturday, but we turned it around today and showed how, how much quality is there and you're right there's so many points to play for. So why not just let the shackles off and go for it? Was belief key tonight? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of self-pride. Lads didn't want to go home with a loss in the manner that it was so we dug in deep and managed to get our just rewards Lee Collins they're speaking after the game I think everyone's desperate for, for Lee to do well you can quite clearly see when he's playing he is a good player oh, and definitely. you just need him to, you need to find that place for him don't they yeah he's been so unlucky if you like mm. Pierce and Tafazoli had the injury at the start of the season Pierce and Tafazoli came in you know and played so well and results were going so well that Adam Murray couldn't drop them really to be fair when he's come in though at centre back and played the odd game there not let us down at all yeah. he only really had one game at right back where people thought he might have done a bit better and perhaps looks a little bit like a fish out of water but for me he looked relatively solid most of the time he played there and I think it was only because Adam Murray thought Mitch Rose offered more of an attacking threat for home games at right back that he, he got the nod over him mm. while uh, Hunt was out uh, suspended injured <sighs> now of course what, what happens if the same situation happened I'm sure Adam Murray would say you're going back to right back <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that yeah. what his position will be going forward well who knows Adam mm. Murray as we say hinted at it this week he got a position in mind for him mm. and it wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't be centre half or left back or right back well, you know where he's going to be then well, don't he's got, surely he's going to sit in front of the back four I'm trying, <laughs> be a bit of a playmaker if you like because I can't see him being your attacking left-sided midfield player. That's mm. not really... Even though he did well for the two goals at the end of the game, that's not really going to be his game. So, yeah. yeah, as you said to me off-air, you know, Adam Murray's first game in charge. You know, Put Sendall's White in that little Adam place. White, that's right, before he went back from his loan period. That's right. You know, a defence centred centre-half, if you like, mm. sitting in front of your two centre-halves. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see on that one as well. But clearly Adam Murray's yeah. got plans for him. And it's all part... Of, you just feel, don't we, you hear this from Adam Murray, he's sort of... Yep. working slowly towards his end product isn't he what he's yes. going towards you, I think you can see that the, you know, the only surprise against Adam Moore if you like over the, the learning period of first years he'd been slightly more defensive than we thought he would be and mm. he perhaps even said himself he was going to
going to be. But of course, once you once you're in charge, it's your neck on the block, yeah. and it's understandable that he's at times reverted to slightly more defensive lineups or defensive tactics and formations. But mm. you know, it doesn't need to for me in the home games. He now has got to let them off the leash a little bit. Yeah, we heard in there as well. There was a little bit of confusion with with the Clements goal, the goal yeah. at the time. But when you see it on the replay, clearly, quite clearly Clements, yeah. started and finished by Fantastic, Chris Clements. Yeah, and. Chris Clements scoring a scruffy goal shock, you know, after, after scoring a scruffy goal, goal shock as well, you yeah. know, after worldy free kicks, you know, <laughs> picking them into the, pinging them into the top corner, terrific for him. Well, they designed to, be in the, to get in there, in, was in the six-yard box late on in the game like that, and then for Adi Yusuf as well, who'd missed a chance earlier, missed, you know, a relatively decent chance against Luton as well, mm. carried on putting himself in in the firing line, if you like, got the late winner, and you know, to see on the video his relief, if you like, <laughs> finally getting the ball in the net and his celebration was fantastic. Brilliant stuff, and let's hope it continues. Don't forget tomorrow the Stags wet. Crawley exclusive commentary here on Mansfield 103.2 uh, from one o'clock. another long trip isn't it so it's on the other side it's on that's the wrong right. side of London isn't yeah, it yeah that's right down where Gatwick they've travelled down today mm. I believe yeah they're going they, tonight they, yeah. they didn't for Morecambe did they went no. on the day but they've gone down tonight yeah. yeah they're going down tonight and then they'll stay overnight and then they'll be there tomorrow and we've got exclusive commentary here on Mansfield 103.2 when we come back after this short break on this sports tour we'll have the uh, weekly prize draw we'll hear from Adam Murray as well and we'll talk about the chairman's statement that came out earlier on yeah. uh, this week and what effect that has had. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Welcome back to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 and it's that time of week again when we have the Mansfield Town Weekly Prize Draw Results sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. Let's go through this week's winners. Don't forget you can get the full list on the club's official website mansfieldtown.net. Starting with a bottle of wine courtesy of Mansfield Manor Hotel. That goes to 11748 Graham Bridges. Bottle of wine courtesy of the sponsors 12110. That's Mick Edge. Well done Mick. A free round of golf for one person at Mansfield Golf Club 631 Tony W. Mansfield Town Football in the Community Voucher goes this week to 1136 Dale Gould a family pass for Watermeadows in Mansfield goes to 863 that's Ivan well done Ivan a meal voucher to the value of £15 at the Black Bull in Mansfield goes to 77 Keith Glasby a meal for two at the Railway Inn in Mansfield 633 is this week's winning ticket and that belongs to Tony W a gallon of beer which is eight pints at the King's Arms Pop Inn in Mansfield goes to 653 Pete Henshaw a £10 Indian Mint Mill voucher courtesy of the Mint Indian Restaurant in Mansfield the winner this week 870 Dave Cockle. A Sunday lunch, which is two courses for two people at the Lakeside in Plesley. 791 Mrs. Pete. £20 meal voucher in the Crown and Anchor Bar and Restaurant in Mansfield. 1143. That's Parsley that's won that. £25 voucher for Frankie and Benny's. 762. That's Ricky. A meal for two voucher in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar. 940 Gary Spencer. Top two this week. Two match day tickets. 1243 Colin Belcher. And the first prize, which is £150, goes to 1140. Second win this week for Dale Gould. Well done, Dale. To claim your prizes, simply call in at the Stags Ticket Office. You must have your winning ticket when you go there, or you can call 01623482482 to have your own regular number and play automatically from just £1 a week. That's this week's Mansfield Town Weekly Prize. Draw results sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. Those uh, every week here on Mansfield 103.2. Tim, you know we weren't a winner this week, but you've Sadly. got you still got all those meals to have, haven't you? <laughs> That's so. right. And uh, this weekend I should be taking advantage of one of them and off to Lakeside at Pleasley on oh, Sunday. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so. Very nice. Which one's that one? 
Was it uh, uh, sun- Sunday uh, lunch? Oh, Sunday lunch, perfect. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to do it this week. On the Mrs. Mrs. M doesn't have to do it this That's time. That's right. Yeah, week off. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Let's uh, hear from uh, Stags boss Adam Murray, shall we? Uh, the week began with that loss to Luton. Then came Chairman uh, John Radford's statement on Monday, saying he was happy with the club's position and that the squad, the best that could be assembled on the budget given, had exceeded expectations. Then came the win at Morecambe, and boss Adam Murray says the Stags are in a good place at the moment. Even though I'm not going to use this ever as a. Uh, uh, a marker, I think we're seven points off our total that we got last year already. Past 40 points already. Yeah, so that, that's, that's fantastic. And I think that the chairman we spoke about this week was very open and honest in terms of uh, we're probably overachieving at the minute in, in where we are and um, I had to make sure that I got my side of that message across as well because to me that's that's not a down tools, that's not a happy with mediocre. Mm. If we can get in the playoffs, we're, we're, we're going to get everything to get in the playoffs, but that, we've got to understand as a football club, that would be swimming in the ocean at the minute. Um, but it doesn't mean we're going to stop trying. So the, um, the focus is about performing, um, and I think if we perform the way we can, and we've got a lot of different ingredients we can use, We'll win a lot more games than we'll, we'll lose, um, and that's the aim. The, as you mentioned there, the chairman's statement on, on Monday, has that really helped in terms of, you, you talked about a loss of confidence and probably a little bit of anxiety with the players. Has is, is it really helped them in, the, in that situation as well, do you think? Um, they're weird creatures, aren't they, these footballers? Yeah. <laughs> they're very weird <laughs> creatures. So, to give you an honest answer, I haven't asked any of them, so I wouldn't know. Um, putting myself in the player's head... I'm going to say yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be massive because they've got pride and they want to win every game anyway. But I think they understand that um, they're not stupid. People think footballs are stupid. They're not. They're, a lot of them players have been in um, a lot of dressing rooms, so they know the standard of the league and they know that a lot of the the clubs in the top um, five or six are, are big hitters. You look at some of the movement that they're having in the transfer market. It's a million miles away from us. It's and that's not saying that. Um, we're not proud of who we are because that's what I'm trying to get across you, know, you look at your teams like your Wickhams and your um, your Accrington's and your teams like that every message that comes out of their football club is a little old us and poor old us and, and the players thrive off that because it's there's no expectation they're underdogs every game they go into so when they win they're brilliant when they lose it's on to the next one it's not the end of the world and um, that's why they're achieving at the minute because they just play they play the players play they play with confidence they play with um, an eagerness to prove everybody wrong and that's brilliant brilliant position to be in um, so I'm hoping it will um, help the lads in certain areas we, we've still got to keep improving we've still got to progress uh, keep progressing weekly daily yearly um, and that's the plan I mean it's it's one of them where I said on Tuesday that you, you can go out and right, I'm going to go and sign centre midfielder or a centre forward now and people think that's the answer it could be a short term answer mm. it could but we just go around in a vicious circle again then because you, if you lose a player it's the end of the world and everything crumbles what I want to do here is build summer where year after year we consistently compete and if we can um, stabilise our, ourselves as a football league club because we've got to understand we've spent a lot of time out of the league mm-hmm. which was horrendous um, with all due respect to the conference, I don't want to go to um, 
some of them non-league grounds again. So it's it's making sure the club's in a healthy position, which it is. Off the pitch, we're doing well. On the pitch, we're doing well. And then it's to, to grow and build from that. So if we can go top half, top ten, and keep pushing for them playoffs every year, at some point we're going to get in there. Um, and that's the aim. It's to be a consistent threat to this league and, and above that then. So it, it's not a case of saying we're, we're happy with mediocre. I think what it's, what it's done and the, the biggest message it sent out for me was a, a reality of who we are at the minute. Um, and like I said in my press on Tuesday, it's for everyone that's got any kind of um, emotion towards Mansfield Town, uh, they owe everything to John because he, without him, we all know there probably wouldn't be a club at the minute or it would have dropped down 4,000 leagues. Um, so we owe him. Um, and, and I think now it's a time to to kind of take stock of who we are and where we are and our build. We, we've got the chance now to, to progress, bring our own kids through, be a club that produces our own. But year in, year out, we compete with with the sides in this league and it's there's something to play for. We're not just um, running the mill team in League Two and we're not surviving or, or trying to survive for our lives week in, week out, year in, year out. We're, we're trying to, to push forward. So it's been a big week, big week. Adam Murray there speaking uh, on Thursday at the press conference before the uh, Crawley game. Let's talk about that chairman's statement then, uh, Tim. It yeah. came out Monday pretty late on, didn't it? I mean, what was your reaction when you when you saw it? it was, I think it was a brave statement because, you know, the, the, it certainly worked. So you have to say hats off to John Radford once again. He, he's done, got something right and mm. acted on his, obviously, his own emotions, his own thoughts, having been, no doubt, really disappointed Saturday. Yeah. Not just with the result and the performance, but with, with the crowd's reaction which is clearly putting pressure on the players there's no doubt about that but at the end of the day John Rafford was the one who raised expectations <laughs> when he sort of said you know he, when he first took over and ever since took over you know want to be in the championship mm. and it started this season both him and Murray have sort of said playoffs was, was the aim at times but then again the other side, if you think, well, they've got to say that, haven't they? There's no point saying we, we want to be one place above relegation because mm. realistically, you've got to be more ambitious than that. I, I but it's all about drawing, drawing that line, and and, yep. and Adam was saying it, wasn't it? You got, you've got to be realistic, but you've got to still also have the ambition. ambition you've got, most just say, yeah. saying we were exceeding expectations at this moment in time doesn't mean that we now stop no. and don't go for the playoffs or no. anything like that. I yeah. just think it's had the right effect because, as, as I said earlier, on the social media and on message boards and speaking to fans, it has sort of calmed everybody down. It's mm. had the desired effect. There's no doubt about that. And that was clearly helped by the win on Tuesday night as well. Yeah. Was that inspired by the chairman's message? Adam Murray <laughs> seemed to think so, didn't he? Because he sort of put it, put that down to him and said mm. that, that was for you, John. And I was impressed as well last Saturday the first five minutes, there was a terrific atmosphere in the West End. They were actually singing in the Upper West End, Yellows and whatever, before yeah. the Luton goal. There were a lot more people in the ground because of the kids who were quid off it. It was terrific for five minutes. You want that, <laughs> you want that for 90 yeah. minutes, please. And I think it was a very good decision of John Rafford as well, just before the end of that game, to announce that the kids for quid off it was going to be extended. For the Morecambe game as yeah, well. For yeah, for the next home game. Because yeah. obviously he was, as I said earlier, disappointed by people going away flat, if you like, after yeah. that. So this is an opportunity to put that right for the players. And for, and for the fans, for everybody to get together, beat Morecambe at home, and then everybody will go away happy. Yeah, looking at the table though, as we say, one point away <laughs> from the playoffs. I mean, I know you that's, say that's it's a little bit false because think, of the yes. the get the point the the. The games played, but yeah, three of, points uh, on the board rather than oh, games in most hand. definitely. Yeah. But three of those clubs around us, either one, you know, one or two below, or one or two above, have got something like two, three games in hand, mm. and yeah, the points difference is say one. So you'd expect them to win one of those. So at the moment, I think a realistic position for us is tenth, the eleventh, maybe. Mm. But 
again, you know, win the next couple of games and we would then generally be either in the playoff positions or just on the outside and ready to push for, for a chance to get promotion. And as Adam Murray says, it's still very much a chance. And I think Matt Green's still got time to fire... You know, fire up if you like for yeah. the rest of the season score goals on a regular basis and if we've had a bad run at home there's no doubt about that now here yeah, you put that right who knows where we could finish? Absolutely. Tim Morris, uh, part of our Sports Talk uh, team tonight. And when we come back, we'll have his minute moan. We'll find out what's been getting on his nerves. It's something to do with cricket. Yeah. Uh, something to do, not with England, but... Well, not not the England team. Not no. the England team, but yeah. the England... Just the game in general. The game in, in this general, country. In this yes. country. Well, interesting. We'll find out that shortly. And we'll find out Sports Talk predictor, uh, where Tim again was... You. In fact, well, it was... <laughs> we were, uh, it's fair, unfair yeah. to single you out. I think we're all... <laughs> we're all bad. Very <laughs> bad. But Tim was the yeah. baddest of them all uh, last week. We'll have all those details in the final part of Sports Talk, which is coming up next here on Mansfield 103.2. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 Me, Jason Harrison, Tim Morris, also in the studio. Final part of the show tonight. Don't forget you can hear it all on a podcast on our website at around about 8 o'clock tonight if you missed any of it. You just want to hear it all again. Uh, some things that are happening over the next couple of days. Uh, the Stag sleep out. We heard about it in the six o'clock yep. news, Tim. You sort of alluded to it in the weather as well. Uh, Paul Nyland, the commercial manager at Mansfield Town, joined by uh, local business directors Andy Plant from Acorn Signs, Stephen Devine, uh, Bradbury from Riley and Co., Mark Mal Hall cool, from yeah. Hallfast, Mark Burton from Ulliot uh, Landscapes, Paul Andrews and Connor Doran of uh, Mansfield Manor. Uh, they're all going to be sleeping under the stars at the One Call Stadium, raising money for the Joint Forces Alliance. This is a charity committed uh, to helping homeless military veterans and local people. Last year, they raised. Uh, £2,317.36p. Yep. Let's not forget the 36p. Yep. And hopefully they will uh, get more than that this time round. Most definitely. You know, and they've made it tonight, haven't they? If you go to the Sandy Pate bar to join in and watch them talk to me, take some food with you. Yeah, and the, the only way you can get in is with some non perishable food. Yeah, there's also an event at the Sandy Pate Sports Bar, including a disco karaoke and a yep. raffle. Entry will be free. Uh, but yeah, take some food along with yeah, you. Donation. Uh, yep. As a donation as well, if you're going to that, and also raise some money for that great cause. Also, well done to the MS. Uh, supporters group from Mansfield Town. Uh, they held a charity, a Christmas charity night at the Crown Anchor Pub, a Stone Roses tribute band, an auction and raffle and raised a grand total of £3,000 which was presented to the John Eastwood Hospice Trust on Saturday for the Luton Town home game. We've, of course, in the past also raised money for John Eastwood uh, Hospice. Yeah. It's a fantastic cause, That's isn't right, it? Yeah. It's great to see Stag fans responding in the right way, isn't it, for charities in the area and supporting mm. them. Yeah. yeah, well done to those supporters there. Uh, tomorrow at uh, the One Call Stadium, there's some football going on. Uh, Mansfield Town Football in the community are hosting the first round of the Pan Disability FA People's Cup. Uh, it will kick off with the junior rounds from tw- from 12 until 2 and then the adult rounds thereafter concluding at uh, 5 o'clock. It's been played on the Mansfieldtown uh, 3G pitches uh, next to the One Call Stadium. So there is some football up there. The FA People's Cup is uh, a big Terrific. nationwide initiative, Terrific isn't it? Terrific initiative, isn't it? You know, why, why over the previous years, why shouldn't people you know, with certain disabilities not get involved in the sport you know mm. it's our national sport you know and it's like the walking football as well isn't it for for older people it's fantastic now football is really for all ages and all abilities yeah and uh, if you want to go down there you can go and watch that tomorrow mm. and cheer them on and we've also been asked uh, by one of our listeners Dave Millett uh, tonight he contacted us to ask if we could uh, mention Bob Madison uh, a long term Stags fan who's passed away someone known as Big Bob he was 6 foot 4 tall <laughs> and followed the Stags from the 60s and was part of the North Stand Choir condolences to his children Louise Maddie and Tom ba- uh, Bob Madison and another one of the Stags uh, family taken uh, away from us recently. Sad news, that's right, yeah. Mm, so uh, we'll be thinking about Bob, I'm sure, over the days and weeks to come. Right, it is uh, Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. 
Morris's minute moan. <laughs> Morris's minute moan. I don't totally agree with him. <laughs> it's just down to greed. Oh, dear. Well, she's either angry or drunk. Dear, oh, dear. Why are we playing this game? We don't need to play it. Dear, dear, dear. I would throw them both out. It's obscene. It's a disgrace. Some people just moan for the sake of it. Or cough all the time <laughs> over, over the sting yeah, and the if bed. If anybody's got a rec- recipe for getting rid of a cough that's been there for four weeks, let me know. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Get to the doctors, yeah. that's what they say. <laughs> Crikey me. Right, let's find out what's been going on. Morris's Minute Moan. You've got a minute, starting now. Why do we get it so wrong in this country when it comes to innovation in sport? We always seem to be lagging behind the others instead of leading the way. Think back 20 years and the changes in snooker and then the advent of the Premier League were great successes. Today we seem to be so far behind the rest. This week it caught my eye the massive success of cricket's Big Bash League in Australia. Record TV viewing figures, record crowds and a place already in the top 10 most watched sporting fixtures in that country. All from a competition still in its first year. In comparison, why does our T20 trail way, way, way behind? It's simple. The Aussies have got it right. Again, they've led the way, just like Kerry Packer did all those years ago. How have they done it? Well, it's not rocket science, and it's something we need to adopt more in this country. Admission prices are cheap, really cheap. Less than £10 for adults, less than £3 for children. And, more importantly for me, matches are shown on free-to-air TV because the administrators recognise that the way to attract wider audiences and more participation in the long term is to get people in the grounds. There we go, there's a minute there, Tim. And it's interesting, isn't it, because T20, the first T20 tournament was in England, so yep. we were the originators and innovators of it, but yet it's taken Falling the Aussies to take it another level, the That's IPL right, yep. took to, it to another level, that version of the game as well, yep. isn't it? It just seems that we are falling behind a little bit now. That's right, yeah, it just seems that yeah, all sports, we're frightened of change for some reason in this country now, and I think part of it is down to the likes of Sky and BT or whoever is the satellite company at the mm. time, you know, charging lots for sport, because people want to see the sports on television, on free-to-air television. If they don't see them on free-to-air television, the sports just don't take off. I'm no. sorry, it just doesn't happen. Yes, it's nice to get these windfalls, you know, at the moment, netball's getting a lot of money from Sky and whatever. It's not going to do them much good in, in the long term, because they're not going to get people watching it on Sky. Look at the viewing figures. Well, look at the razzmatazz of the Big Bash League as well. It's all, it's far more exciting. It is. And, and yeah. saying, making it so cheap for people to get into grounds, having watched the games on the free TV, mm. they're then going to want to go into the grounds, so they make well, it cheap for them to go well, in. Well, they are talking about doing a Big Bash League variant, aren't they, here, and yeah. doing a different sort of style of T20, but as you say, it will, it'll be it still will on, be Sky, on Sky, and, 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 and the prices will be the same. And that's right, and that's just not going to get people going. We saw from the Stags last Saturday, eventually, it's taken a couple of matches for it to work, the kids for a quid thing, attendance was up. Mm. You know, because the admission prices were right. If, again, if you get the sport covered on free to, free TV, even if it's on ITV4 or something like that, it doesn't matter. The crowds will rise, you know. But we've got to, you know, we've got to think outside the box. And I know the cricket in Australia, they've brought in these franchises in cities, haven't they? And yeah. that, that is a big change, and that would be an awful big step for people in this country. But go for it. I think it's basically because Tim doesn't want to pay for a Sky subscription. That's what it is in the end. <laughs> I tell you what all this is for. Yeah. Anyway, let's, do, let's move on. Sports Tour predictor, shall we? Predicting uh, from four of the games that are taking place uh, this weekend. Uh, we've been doing it every week of the season so far to see if myself and Tim, with all our knowledge of football and our <laughs> decades of watching it, are better than a, r- a random number generator called Trevor who just makes it up as he goes along. Uh, so far, uh, the results are inconclusive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's fair to yeah, say because we're, yeah. we're all doing as badly as 
is each yeah, other. Right, yeah. uh, last week, it's a one point if you get the correct uh, result, uh, two point, uh, three points if you get the re- correct score. Uh, I got one point for saying that Rainworth and Stavey would draw. Trevor got a point for saying that Forrest would win at Middlesbrough. Terrific. <laughs> which was great. To be fair. Yeah. And guess what? Tim got nothing. For the second week <laughs> yeah. running, I'm just no making, points. making it interesting for you. I don't want to run away with it and spoil yeah. the competition. <laughs> 36 points up for grabs every week in total. <laughs> two points won after 36. <laughs> it doesn't say a lot, does it? doesn't at all, but we'll find out what's going on. The, for, uh, the scores so far, the full scores, I'm top with 59, then it's Trevor on 53, and then it's Tim on 52. So, you're not that far no, behind, still to be time, fair. that's right. Well, yeah. One week, you know, four yeah, great results. And let's go through it, shall we? Let's uh, get Trevor going. Hi, Trevor. There he is. He's very quiet again. I'll just make sure he's getting yeah. close to the mic. Move, move, move close to the mic, Let Trevor. him come out the cupboard. <laughs> let's start, first of all, with Derby against Manchester United. We'll go with Trevor first of all. What do you think of this FA Cup game that's playing tonight, Trev? 4-3 to Manchester United. I've gone 2-1 Derby. I'm, I've gone for an upset. 2-1 Man United for me and Van yeah. Gaal to get sacked, as he predicted himself yesterday in his press conference. What, even if he wins? But, yeah, he, he was tongue-in-cheek about <laughs> having a go at the press. You know. Fair enough. Luton Town against uh, Notts County. I've gone for 3-0. So have I. God, great You're minds think me alike. Again. <laughs> great minds think yeah. alike more than that. Uh, what do you think, Trev? 2-4. 4-2 to Notts County. <laughs> Trevor, what are you doing you to Tim? You cannot predict County to get four goals. <laughs> National League North. Uh, Alfreton against Nuneaton. Tim? 1-1, uh, I believe. Yes, it's 1-1. One, one. Yeah, you're doing it for your, your brain here, aren't That's you, right. the moment, from memory. Uh, I uh, went for a 2-1 win uh, to Nuneaton. What do you think, Trev? 2-4. He's certainly going for the goals this week, he likes, isn't he? Four-two yeah. to non-Eaton. Oh, uh, Mansell Town ladies against Grimsby Borough ladies Sunday. That game going ahead uh, in the East Midlands League. Uh, Grimsby Borough bottom with a pretty horrendous uh, yep. goal difference. So I've gone six-nil yeah, for Mansell. I think it'll be straightforward for the Staggers. No, I, I think it'll be uh, narrow. You know, Mansell ladies just like Mansell first team. Nothing straightforward. So yep. a narrow win. I think two-one. Two-one. That is what you put. Yes, Trevor. Four. Four one. He's gone for the stag. He's been doing his homework as well. He has indeed. So that's perfect. So we'll see how we all do uh, this time next week. Hopefully better. Can't do much worse than we have done over the last two weeks. We don't get Uh, minus points for sure. (laughs) (laughs) God, you'll be miles behind him at that point, won't you? Hey, Uh, right. uh, Before we go, competition, of course. So we've been giving away tickets, uh, two pairs tickets for the home game against Morecambe next Saturday. We asked you who scored either of the goals for the stags against Morecambe at Morecambe on Tuesday. Uh, The answer was Tim. Chris Clements yes. or Adi Youssef. Indeed, and we've got loads of correct answers. Well done to everybody who got involved. And congratulations to Gary Gammon from Warsop and Alan Carrington from Forest Town. You've won those tickets for the game a week tomorrow. We'll be telling you shortly how to get those tickets. Finally, Tim, uh, tomorrow then, prediction? I think we'll win, but it's not going to be easy. You know, mm. Crawley, I know they're in a bad run of results, generally speaking, but they're, they're a good team at home. I think they've only lost once or twice at home, but I'm going yeah. to go for another narrow win, 2-1 to Stags again. Well, it'll be perfect if it is that way. Exclusive commentary here on Mansfield 103.2. The Stags away at Crawley. Saturday sport from one from me, Jason Harrison, and Tim Morris as well, who's going to put on his strange sheepskin <laughs> coat jacket thing that he came in. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Keeps me warm. Keeps him warm, that's all that's yep. important from us all. Have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow for Saturday sport.